Well, listen, here we go with another great edition of Inside EMS, the internationally recognized Inside EMS. And I'm very excited. You know, someone asked me today, with all my experience in EMS, you know, what's the one thing that I've learned? And with a straight face, I said to them, the biggest lesson I learned is you could put two paramedics and a bowling ball into a locked padded room and come back in an hour later, and one will be gone and one will be broken. So I think that that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. But uh, we talk about Tom and Jerry. We talk about Cagney and Lacey. We talk about uh, Don Quixote and uh, San- Sancho, Sancho Panza. S- yeah. Sancho Panza. And here is my partner, the one and only Kelly Grayson. KG, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I just want to know: uh, Am I the cat? Am I Cagney to your Lacey? I think so. It makes no difference. No, I'm. I'm the prettier. I'm the prettier one, so I must be Lacey and your Cagney. You can be prettier, but it just makes me smarter. So, <laughs> uh, however you want to work that out, man. But uh, I think we jump right into it because today we got something. Let's I mean, we got, we got something that's really important to talk about. And and this is the time now. We need your help. You've got to be able to jump into this. You know, people are out there and they're always going. When are people going to do something about EMS? You know how people talk, Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. This is the time for people Lots to complaints, no solutions. Exactly. This is the time for people to do something for EMS, and that means that something is you, and this could be anybody. And this is a very very exciting thing that came out on the twenty seventh of September. A bill would give retired first responders over 50 access to Medicare. This is a pers- this is a proposed legislation that would ensure retired first responders between the ages of 50 and 65 would be eligible for Medicare. We're going to talk about this a little bit, but the first thing that you need to do is you need to find your federal representatives and you need to call them. And you need to call them every day and tell them to support this legislation. The congressmen, the senators. But I got to tell you, KG, how awesome is this? Uh, I think it's a, it's a very good deal. And I think it's, uh, it's something that uh, is sorely needed. Uh, it's not something that I initially would have even thought of. But considering you know how, how our pay uh, tends to lag behind uh, the the other health care and allied health professions um, this uh, this would go a big way toward toward uh, promoting a little you know uh, a little uh, long-term security and and if you can't increase current pay hey future benefits would be a wonderful thing um, you know being able to retire at age 50 and be vested in Medicare would be a, a pretty sweet deal and a way of saying thank you for your service in in uh, in EMS and, and public safety so yeah i'm 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 kind of for that i think that's a, a excellent idea from uh, representative malinowski i got to tell you man i'm glad you pronounced his name cuz i wasn't going to you know give it a <laughs> I think that was going to be a little bit trouble for me but when we think about this you know the the press release that came out it talked about expanding health care options for Early Retirees Act, and it would be a bill to allow retired first responders, including police officers, uh, firefighters, EMTs, to buy into the Medicare system beginning at age 50. You know, and we think about this, you know, we, we talk about from the standpoint of pay, and Kelly, you mentioned it, and benefits, and you mentioned it. And as a matter of fact, in Pennsylvania, and I wonder if our good friend Ray Barashansky had something to do with this. The House Veteran Affairs and Emergency Preparedness Committee passed a bill Wednesday that would pay first responder college tuition 
for volunteers. So when we think about this from the standpoint of the things that are now we're trying to see, we may not be making a lot of money, but I think that these are some of the perks that we need to start to think about. I mean, how great would it be to start to see college tuition at the state level for uh, EMTs and paramedics as well in every state? Or how about how about specialized uh, mortgages for us to buy our own homes? But so, you know, Kelly, I think we're starting to see more and more things that, uh, you know, may be of benefit for being in the EMS field. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is this is a, uh, a kind of a growing trend. You know, I, I still think that although our, our salary uh, ceiling is, is still somewhat limited by the current reimbursement model from CMS. Our, our and, salary and ceiling is in the basement is where that is. Yeah, right, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Anyway, right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, it's like that Indiana Jones movie where you know, where the ceiling just drops on you and crushes you. Um, yeah, our salary ceiling is very, very low because of the, the current reimbursement schedule. But there are other ways to to uh, um, to benefit those first responders, at least monetarily or, or, or financial security wise. And, and that's some of the you mentioned some of those things. Um one thing that I worry about, and I, in reading this bill, I can't, uh, the announcements of this bill, this press release, uh, I, I can't determine that, is that in in Texas, when the Association of Texas CMS Professionals um, advocated for uh, college uh, tuition reimbursement for for uh, EMS to be added to, to that of firefighters and, and public uh, and law enforcement officers in, in Texas, um, that I think that was limited to uh, those who work for public entities. Um, in other words, if you work for a public entity, a third service or a, uh, or a fire department based uh, or a taxpayer funded uh, EMS model, you could get uh, tuition reimbursement for your college degree tuition uh, in EMS, but not if you work for a private provider. So uh, what I would like to, to know and to see is if this uh, current bill by, by Representative Malinowski also includes language that, that would uh, help the uh, private EMS providers as well. Because uh, if you probably pick the most beleaguered ones salary wise, it's the ones who work in private uh, for profit EMS. You know, if, if it includes those, yeah. it's, it's a good thing no matter who it includes. But here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing. Private I, EMS, and I don't think we need to exclude. So I think that this is where the yeah. grassroots effort needs to oh, yeah. happen. You know, you guys who are sitting in the truck that are working for these private EMS agencies, it's very, very easy to find out who your congressmen are. It's very, very easy to find out who your senators are if you don't know. And all you have to do is pick up the phone and call their office to say, hey, my name is Chris Sabalero. I work at such and such ambulance company. I think this bill is a really great idea, and I'd love to see my representative get on board with this. Another thing that we have to add is that private EMS needs to be included. And then you know what? I'd find out who you Mm -hmm. talk to. The next week, I'd pick up the phone and say, hey, Julie, it's Chris Sabalero again. I just wanted to touch base. Did you have the opportunity to talk to the congressman? Those people work for us, and they're supposed to be developing laws. They're supposed to be, you know, doing the things that we need to make us more successful. That's why they're there. They're there to serve us, and this is a bill that will serve us. So we've got to be able to say from the lawmaker's standpoint and give them the voice, everybody's voice. They need to hear from everybody to say, we want this. 
We've got to be able to oh, do yeah. it. With that as well, our organizations that are out there, NAMT, NEMSMA, the AAA, all these organizations, you know, American the, Paramedic Association, whoever it is, you need to get your voice. You need to write letters. There needs to be joint letters that are being sent. But this needs to be a continual process that we're on the phone with these lawmakers. We're writing letters. We are bombarding them to say, how much is this going to really cost you to do? We're not talking about that many EMS providers that are in the career path, you know, past age 50. But you know what? There's a couple things that we need to think about. One, you know, Kelly Grayson, you've been doing this for 25, 26, 27 mm -hmm. years. And, and you I'm feeling for, every year of it. And you work for a private EMS agency. So mm -hmm. at 50 years old, you are one stretcher lift away from, knock on wood, it doesn't happen, ending your career. And I'll tell you what, Medicare at age 53 would be something great that you could rely on if you needed to. Yeah, and now let's talk about the realization of this. Whoa, 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 stop, stop. Did you just call me 53 years old? When you're 50. So I'm saying Did when you just say when you're 53. Oh, I was going to say, I know you're. I know you're 50, right? But 53 is coming. Yeah, I'm 50. So it's don't, just, don't add, don't add years, man. Yeah, don't man, add you know years. Uh -oh, don't be worried more. about your age. Don't be worried about your age. Just go ahead and live, live it, man. Just go ahead and live. But the point I'm trying to make is, at 53 years old, Kelly, God forbid something happens. This may yeah. be something, and we're not talking about tons of money here. We pay into this Medicare system. This, this isn't, this isn't a, a handout. You pay into the Medicare system with every single check, with every hour that you work. The money that goes to taxes pays into the Medicare system. And that's when, you know, these politicians are talking about that this is an entitlement. It's not an entitlement. It's a right. It's our money. And if you're not going to let me take my money, give it back to me so I can invest it somewhere. And, and we'd certainly like to be vested in it before age 60 or 65 uh, when it may be bankrupt. Uh, because of those those self same politicians uh, rating it, but yes, that would you know that would go a long way toward long term financial security for a great many uh, first responders, and it would uh, the, you know from reading this press release, there are safeguards and provisions in the proposed legislation uh, that it would not affect current Medicare, and I mean it would uh, the way I'm reading this, it would essentially be revenue neutral or it's a uh, uh, or, or its additional burden on the Medicare uh, coffers would be minimal. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine that that as a demographic, retired uh, first responders uh, would add that much to to the the Medicare rules if they were in five, ten, or fifteen years earlier than they would have been otherwise. So, yeah, I don't think that the the overall uh, impact on, on uh, Medicare, it would probably be negligible. And the other thing is, is this, uh, it, it, it wouldn't all, it also would not affect their current pension plans that they may get from their employers, which is, which is a huge plus as well. It's not an either or thing. And I fail to see why it would get any opposition from uh, EMS uh, or, or public safety employers, you know, for, from fire departments, from even from private EMS, uh, I don't, I don't, it's, it seems like a, uh, a no brainer to support this sort of thing for your people because it's not going to cost you as an employer any additional money. It'll cost, uh, it'll cost if it costs that much in, at all, uh, uh, the, the federal government more money. 
you know, we had that we had that uh, that bill for for adding uh, PTSD as a as an on the job injury uh, came up in Connecticut, and the private EMS uh, employers lobby managed to to slap that down. But I don't see how they or or, or other lobbyists for for uh, private EMS could, could even oppose this. There's no reason to. So this is something that, that, uh, our, our listeners and everybody in EMS ought to get behind and call up your Congressman and start with, I'm so-and-so and I'm a registered voter and, and then continue your spiel from there, uh, and voice your support for this. Cause this is something that can be, uh, extremely good for our profession. Yeah. But one, one of the things that we also need to add though, is the, is the private EMS component. Oh yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I, and I don't a, know how we determine that. I mean, do you, you, you got to show that you worked in EMS for twenty years? I mean, what's that component yeah. of this? But when you talk to the state representatives, you've got to be able to say, you know, private EMS, like you said, I'm a registered yeah. voter. Um, I supported Congressman so and so in their last election. Hopefully, you did. Uh, certainly, don't tell tales if you didn't. Um, but you know, this is something that I do, you know, quite a bit when I see something that's going on and I call my Congressman to say, you know, I voted for Congressman. I believe in him. Now I need him to do something for us. And this is what we need, you know, and, and it would would seem to me that it would be absurdly easy with existing, uh, with existing, uh, uh, mechanisms already in place to confirm that someone worked for private EMS. You know, if, if every, uh, every employer out there, uh, including the private EMS uh, agencies, have a federal EIA employer identification number. Um, and, and if they're withholding Medicare tax and all that, then, then the federal government already has a record of who is working for one of those agencies, what they're doing, uh, and how long they've been doing it, and how long those, those uh, withholding has been going on. So uh, I see no re- reason that that shouldn't be uh, – uh, a mechanism already in place and, and, and easy to, to confirm. And here's another thing to think about as well. A lot of times people will feel intimidated about talking to, you know, congressmen who are in Washington or senators who are in Washington. And I got to tell you, man, some of the rhetoric that you see on TV is just ridiculous. And regardless of what side of politics you're on, and Kelly, you and I do a good job of not bringing politics mm-hmm. into the show. But I think that this is a political uh, discussion. But, you know, we see some really r- ridiculous rhetoric on both sides of, uh, you know, the parties. Um, but I got to tell you something. Having been, you know, around on Capitol Hill and talking to these people, when you sit in their office, they're very, very humble. They're very, very meek. They're not as boisterous as you see, or they're not as ridiculous as you see. And it makes no difference. If you're a Democrat, it makes no difference. If you're a Republican, you call both of those lawmakers. Mm-hmm. You call the Republican uh, congressman. You call the Democratic congressman. You call the Republican senator. You call the Democratic senator. Because we need everybody to be part of this process. And not only do you get them to vote, but you ask them to sponsor the bill as well. So this is the time for party lines to come together for EMS. So throw out what you feel about the other side and get both those congressmen, get both those senators on the phone. And there's more congressmen and senators, of course, but both parties. And you talk to them both and say, I want you to support this. Yeah. And, and I would add, you call the, the candidates you're supporting uh, in upcoming elections in November 
core that very same thing. Hey, this is an issue we care passionately about. It needs to be a part of your platform. And if you want my support in the upcoming election, this is something you should support and address. Yeah, I mean, let's say, <laughs> uh, yeah, but don't, don't make it sound like that. But say my continued support, you know, but, but still, I mean, I think that, you know, that's kind of throwing a little, you know, a, a little slippery well, slope to many, say, if you want my us, support, you know. Yeah, how many of us are one issue voters? We, we vote for a particular yeah, candidate a based on, on their feelings of one thing, you know. And, and here's an issue that is important to us. So if you're going to be a one issue or, a, or just a couple of issue voters, um, is this important enough issue for you to, to, uh, to place your support or deny your support to a particular candidate? Well, there you go. That's a personal decision for you to make. But I don't think it's, off the ta- I don't think it's outside the realm of, of consideration uh, in, in doing that. But, you know, you mentioned that you shouldn't be intimidated by calling your elected representatives and, and how humble they are in person. Well, and, and also, if you listen and watch some of the rhetoric, rhetoric being uh, bandied uh, back and forth between both sides. And you also should have a, a pretty good understanding that, that quite a few of them are ignorant on a great many things. Not stupid necessarily, well, although we could probably name some politicians that are, but ignorant. In, in other words, they don't understand the issue that is important to you. They may, not, may have never been called upon to actually consider that issue. So here's your opportunity to be reasonable Yep. articulate, yep. Uh, and well-spoken, educating them on this particular issue and how big and how important it is uh, to our profession and career field. I'm just so, curious. Who's, so who, I urge, I'm just curious. Sorry, go ahead. Who's going to do that for you? Who's going to be articulate and tell it? But anyway, <laughs> let, me, let me just make this comment as well. So necessarily, you don't have to talk to the congressman. You don't have to talk to the senator. When you call their local offices, their staffers, do a lot of work for those for those politicians Mm -hmm. so you find out who's in charge of that office and you talk to them and that's why i kind of said earlier hey julie this is chris sabalero because that's you know that's it's that personal you could even see yeah have the have the congressman call me is he interested in getting a ride on an ambulance just have him give me a call i'm happy to get him during during i gotta tell you during election time they love riding on those ambulances but, you know, the thing is, is you get with those local offices, you don't even have to talk to the congressman, you don't even have to talk to the senators, because they will take your voice forward. Now, if you call the offices in Washington, do that as well. So I would call the local offices. I would call the offices in Washington, D.C. I mean, how long is that going to take you? Is that going to take you five minutes a call, ten minutes a call? We can't keep these people on the phone forever because they're not going to want to yeah. listen to us forever. But a quick phone call, how you doing? My name's Chris Sabalero. This bill is coming out. I really want my senator, I really want my congressman to support this. You know, I've been a big fan of the congressman for many years. He's had my support, and we really want to make this happen. Uh, let him know I called. Uh, he's got my number. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But... They all have an email. They all have a phone number. They all have a website where you can presumably um, send your input and comments. Here's one of the things I would like to see, Kelly. And, you know, we put this post up. It comes out every Friday. It goes on EMS1. In the comments section, just put the email address or the phone number for your congressman, for your senators, for your state. This way, if somebody sees it, to say, hey, hey, the 5th District... 
this person, hey, my Republican senator for the state of Tennessee, my you know Democratic senator for the state of Louisiana is this person, and just put it in the comments. Let everybody see it. Hey, call your congressman. Mm-hmm. Hey, call your senator. Hey, here's their email address. And let's start this grassroots campaign. Let this become a viral uh, you know, uh, online sensation that everybody in EMS is doing it. And, you know, I want to challenge the people who listen to the show, the people who are the fans, the people who are the, the loyal fans of this show to, to make this a stand and make this happen. You know, this is our opportunity now. And if we squander this, we can't complain. When is somebody going to do something for EMS? Because now something yeah. can happen for EMS, and we've got to be the ones to put the, you know, the, the electric prod against the uh, buttocks, and uh, make them do something about it. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a your suggestion I really like. It's an excellent way to crowdsource advocacy. When you share, when you make that call to your congressman and your elected representatives, uh, and you share that on social media, what you said, what you told them, maybe the, maybe the, the form and content of your letter, if you want people to be able to cut and paste it. Also, share the, the relevant links to that congressman uh, with your social media network. So everyone else can, can get it and, and jump right on the bandwagon and, and do it as well. You know, this is, it also strikes me, this is one of the few, the few uh, times when you'll find me agreeing with the position of the IAFF, <laughs> but, but they're behind this as well, as is the Fraternal Order of Police. And I see no reason why our advocacy agencies like NAEMT and the National Association of EMS Physicians and the AAA and the American Paramedic Association uh, w- wouldn't support this as well. I think it's a good thing. But hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Do you think that we should be eligible for Medicare benefits at age 50? And if not, why the heck not? We'd like to know your thoughts at the show at ems1.com. Share with us what you told your congressman. And for myself, co-host Chris Civilero, and all our aging medics out there, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week. 